line, your teacher sucks. Anyway, <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17. Now, here it is, Auntie. It says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. I mean, I mean, think about it. We're taught that if you work hard, you can succeed. We're taught this now. You know, know how we talk to our kids? Well, you need to go to college so you can make a good life for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm thinking, man, I, I'm not against that. And I talk to my kids about it all the time. But it's like, yeah, go to college. Think about this the American way. Go to college, get a job that you probably don't like that much and make somebody else rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, 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 and then you get in a, a lot of debt. That's how, that's, when you ever doubt if the world is in sin, think about this. People go to school to try to better themselves, to get educated, to get a job, to be able to function in the American system, and then you go to school and you come out in debt. Right, right. So you go to school and you come out $80,000 in debt. Yes. Because you went and got a master's degree. Now you all this money. You come out wrong. If mm-hmm. you ever doubt that, you ever doubt that Satan's in control of the systems of this world? Just look at that. Amen. It's such a it's such a crock. It's just you 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 go to school and you better yourself anyway. It just bugs me that these systems are so messed up. We we made college kids come out in debt. Right. They haven't even got a job yet, but they only went to school so they can get a job. Right. And then if you notice this, and this is not my message, most of the people that are super rich didn't even go to college. Mm-hmm. It was something that God gave them and they worked that thing and got them. So, so I'm not saying, what well, you're saying kids don't go to college. No, no, tell your kids to go to school. Education can never be taken away. But I'm trying, I'm trying to talk to my kids, especially Julian, about dude, listen, what do you want to do? Amen. If you want to do something, you'll never work. You know, so it's like, dude, what you got, I know you're young, but see, you got to start thinking about it when you're young. What do you want to do? What do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Because it's all these, we're on the way to school. All these people driving, going to work right now, I guarantee you about 80% of them hate what they do. Mm-hmm. But they have to do it. So it's like that, that other 20% love what they do. So, it's, so what do you want to do? That's not my message. But, but what it's saying is, you, you may say to yourself that you have accumulated something because the, the American way is, I worked hard for all of this. Did you really? Hmm. Amen. On to your next verse. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Because, and then you go, how? Well, because I'm the one going to work. I, yes, but think about it, especially now. You're alive to be able to go to work. Because there's so many people that are not alive. And then you are healthy. Because right now, there's so many people that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Everybody say amen. So we talk about, you get, you have, God, we have to always remember. See, the reason why I says, but remember is because we can easily forget. Because we get to thinking, man, okay, I'm working, I'm putting in these hours, and I'm making my way. I'm making my life. I'm taking care of my family. And you are not wrong. But the thing we can't leave out, it's a big but, a big but. <laughs> I listened to Mark saying, uh, I like big butts last night. <laughs> Karaoke, so it's kind of on my mind. And he knew that song without the screen, too. Mark sings that song all the time. <laughs> but remember, but, big but, remember the Lord, your God. He's the one who's giving you the ability to produce that wealth. 
and he does it to confirm his covenant, which he swore to his ancestors to the day. And this is what he's saying. I will always take care of you. I'm going to put you in position to make something out of yourself. Because people may think, well, you know, I, I, I worked hard to do all this. Yeah, but one, you have to be alive. Two, you have to be healthy enough to go. And then three, he has to put you in the right opportunity. Amen. I'm so glad God didn't uh, have me born in the Tibetan mountains in the 13th century. <laughs> because you're going to work hard, but you ain't going to live that well. Somebody. I mean, I'm so glad that they, I'm so glad God didn't have me born in America in the, in the 1700s. I ain't trying to be nobody's slave. Right, right. Amen. People, let's be real about it. They will have a lot of trouble with me. I mean, I mean, I mean my <laughs> thing is, so what I'm saying is, when we start to be a little arrogant, and this, I get it, I do the same thing, and we really believe to think that we're making our way, and we and we made, we bought a little house in the suburbs, we got a little money in the bank, and we can afford to go on vacation. It's like we, we have to remember something that without God, we wouldn't have any of that. That's and then right. people think, no, I did this on my own. No, you didn't. Right, right. Because there's right. so many people right now who cannot function. Yes. Who can't go to work. Mm-hmm. Who didn't make didn't survive last year. That's right. And so when we start to think we're doing something, we have to remember. That's why I said we got to remember this because it's so easy to forget because it's the American way. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Right, so where are we going next? I don't know. Double O. Oh, you I, don't know? She didn't give me my stuff today. Oh, okay. I don't know either. Everybody go home. First <laughs> uh, 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 Chronicles 29. Let's go there, Maria. First Chronicles 29 and 10. Now here's David. And what's going on is David is collecting funds for the temple. Now, David ended up being a very prosperous man. David had a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so David says, I'm going to be the first one to pitch in. So David pitches in all this money. And then the people, they start to match it. And they start to give money also. And in and, 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 and very large amounts. Come on, Auntie. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, so David saying. David stood up in church and he praised the Lord, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, to the God of our father Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Come on. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything, everything in heaven. Everything in heaven and earth is yours. Every single thing in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over everything. Everything is yours. Yes. He's standing up like me right now. He's saying, Lord, everything belongs to you. You are great. Your greatness and your majesty is to be honored and respected, and everything belongs to you. Come on. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things, and your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. He says, wealth and honor comes from you. See, David has made it in life, and he's going... I remember when I was a little shepherd. Everybody say amen. Amen. I was out in the field and I was forgot about. So now I, 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 I had to, I, you know why David fought Goliath? It wasn't just so Israel could be, uh, uh, have victory and, 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 and so his name would be written about forever. They were offering a lot of things if you beat them. Mm. The king had a lot of incentives. He says, if you beat him, I'll give you money. If you beat him, I'll give you my daughter. And David was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think 
David just showed up and was like, oh, I'll fight him. No, David was like, man, he's pretty big. What is he offering? <laughs> David was like, that's an investment. Then David's faith kicked in. Everybody saying Amen. Amen. So David made it in life. Now he's got this wealth, but he goes, I, I know wealth and honor. It only comes from you. You're the ruler of everything. And you have the power to exalt. Amen. No, your education does. No. Nope. Knowing your circumstance does. No. Nope. Come on. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Now, God, we're giving you thanks and I'm praising your name. This is why. Come on. We going on to the next one? Yeah. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Says, but listen, who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give so generously like this? Everything comes from you, and we're only giving you what you gave us. Amen. Yes. When you give, it's especially into the house of the Lord, all you're doing is giving God what he gave you. And, and he's saying, listen, because I'm telling you, when David started giving, everybody started throwing in precious jewels, tons of money. David was like, wow, everybody's matching my giving. They, and, and, and David says, but who am I? So, and who are these people also that they're giving? I'm not giving them too much credit, and I don't want, any much, I don't want that much credit, because you've given me the ability to give like this. Amen. Yes. Everything is yours. It all belongs to me. So that means when you put stuff into my hand and I give it, I'm only giving back what you gave me. That's this right. Is all yours and Oh, he's setting us up for something. He's trying to say, your money isn't yours. That's true. No, we're Americans. This is my money. No, it's not. <laughs> He's setting us up for something. I'm going to show you what he's setting us up for in a second. He's saying that everything comes from you. Remember, he kept saying, everything is yours. Everything comes from you. We're only giving you back what you gave us. So that means that I don't own any of this. It's all yours. Oh. You, you're just placing this in my hand, but it still belongs to you. So that means that I'm a money manager. All right. I, I'm, a, I'm a steward mm -hmm. of someone else's money. Yeah. I'm working on a deal right now for the church. because What I'm trying to do is make sure that 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 because it's not a bunch of us, and I thank God for everybody really being faithful and giving in this house. So now it's my responsibility to to make sure what God has placed into our hands, we make it work for us. So therefore, you will never be taxed. What I mean by taxed is I will never stand up here and go, "We need a bunch of money. We need money. Give, give, give." You've never heard me say that. You've heard me say, "Hey, we need some help." Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, we need to get this. But you've never heard, and, and, and you won't. You won't. And, and so, we, one, because I trust God way more than I trust offerings. But then God says, okay, so what I'm giving you, Keenan, what are you going to do with it? And my thing is, Lord, I want cushion. I want to be able to make sure that, because, you know, money goes in ebbs and flows. I mean, sometimes you guys are flowing pretty good, and stuff, but we never get too low. But then we had these moments where we're high, but we never maintain that. It's always kind of level. So keep cushion, Kenny. You want to put cushion in here so 
that means we need a certain amount of money that we always have at all times. Mm -hmm. So the biggest investment thing, thing that we got, the biggest tool that we have, is this place. Mm -hmm. Because I stole this place from those people. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's partially Maryland's fault, because Maryland used to stalk this building all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we would leave from the school, and Maryland would come up in the parking lot, circle around it, and make her claim it. And, 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 and so my thing is, but here it is, the biggest piece of material that we have and collateral that we have is this building. And this building is halfway paid off. And I stole it from them. So now this building has what? Equity. So we might have to take a little piece, not big, a piece of that equity, to, and we can drop our interest rate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. See, I got, a, I got a crazy plan. But it, it didn't come from me. Mm-hmm. Well, it comes from my shrewdness. Amen. But God says, where do you get your shrewdness? Amen. All right. See, because you know, because some of us are very smart when it comes to certain things, but then where did you think you got that from? David said, Who am I? I'm thinking David was pretty smart. Amen. David was pretty shrewd. David was a gangster. <laughs> you don't think he was? David put a lot of hits out on people. Amen. Yeah. So here it is, David, and, and so David says, but who am I? You've given me power and things, and you, you spoke to my mind. You've given me abilities, and that all came from you. That's not me. That, hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So, so I'm thinking about it. Okay, Jesus, help me out. Go to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, uh, verse 1. Now, here's Jesus talking to the disciples. Maria, you got that? I need it quicker than that. There it is. <laughs> Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man. Jesus made up the story really quick. There was a rich man. This wasn't a literal person, but Jesus is trying to show us something. Auntie, there was a rich man whose manager was, was accused of wasting his possessions, meaning he, was, he, he wasn't doing a great job. So mm -hmm. what happened uh, uh, in verse 2? So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. So he came into his office and he said, listen, you've you not managed my money right. I've heard things about you. Here it is. You got, you're done. Now you've got a couple of weeks. You're out of here. I, 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 you're not going to manage anymore. Next verse. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master has taken away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. So he's going, okay, now I got to think about my existence. I'm not strong. He must have been a little scrawny, dude. I'm not strong enough to dig, meaning I can't do manual labor. And, and he says, I'm too ashamed to go into the street and become a beggar because I've had this money for a while now. I've, I've built myself a reputation. I'm not going to go out and beg. So what do I do? I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. Welcome me into their houses. He says, listen, I, I, I know what I'll do. I got to set myself up. I got I to gotta make it where people, because I'm going to be hit for a minute. I'm going to be a little strapped for some cash, so I got to make sure that there's people out there who will look out for me. Mm-hmm. So here it is, the manager has this, 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 this owner of money, he's a, he's, he's a, a man of wealth, he, he hires himself this guy to manage this money. Think, 
about this. I thought about this. Who wouldn't want a job like that? Here's, here's, here's what the guy is saying. Take all of my money. I just need you to invest a percentage, and you can live off the rest. Hmm. Wouldn't you want a job like that? Mm-hmm. If someone says, hey, manage this $60,000, you give away and invest a percentage, and you live off the rest. And we go, that's a great job. Let me tell you something. That's everybody's job. Hmm. You already got that job. Because <laughs> God is saying, because you all admitting that God provides for you. So God is saying, listen, I'm going to give you this amount of money. You invest a piece of it and you live off the rest. All right. All right. See, I don't believe in tithing, but I do believe in percentages. There's a certain percentage that you give God. Mm-hmm. I didn't say tithe. Tithe means 10. Now, your percentage may be 10. Everybody say amen now. Amen. But what, it, what I'm saying is, it better be something, or God won't provide for you. All right. See, the, see, the manager is losing his job because he did not handle the rich man's money right. Mm-hmm. He says, listen, just invest a piece, live off the rest. Mm-hmm. And then we go, that's a great gig. And I'm saying, yeah, you all got that job already. Whatever your check says on the top, that's not who's providing for you. Because remember, you, you're alive, you're healthy enough to make it, and you got breaks to get there. Amen. All right. And you got to remember, all the money belongs to God anyway. Mm-hmm. So everything that you have is God's. All right. Amen. Know why? Because you have presented yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Everybody say amen. Amen. Now, you're getting quiet because I know it's your money. Mm-mm. And I'm trying to tell you, Jesus is preparing them to say, see something. It's, stop acting as if this is your money. Mm-hmm. God, he lets you use it. He lets you spend it. He lets you play with it. But it's his. And he says, listen, but I need you to invest a percentage. Everybody say All right. Now, because I, I want to make sure that we're accumulating, that you're, you're putting up treasure. I want to make sure that things are moving forward, I need you to invest a certain amount. All right. Yes. You're, giving us, you're giving us actually an investment. Mm-hmm. People, people have just enough, just enough, and then they get breaks and they have a little bit more. But the thing is, we never include God in that little bit more. We just begin to increase lifestyle, increase lifestyle, increase lifestyle. And then God wants us to increase lifestyle, but he goes, uh, you're managing my money now. Are you investing? Hmm. Auntie, come on. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? So he goes really quick. He says, I only got a little bit of time. I only got another week on the job. So he starts to call in everybody who owes his master's money. That means that him and his master, they were lenders. They, they, were, they were investing into different businesses and different people. So he says, listen, how much do you owe my master? And he says, what? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. And the manager told him, okay, now sit down and write it out and just write me out for 450 right now and you're good, you're clear. Hmm. Auntie, come on. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, what, auntie? Take, Take your bill, bill and just drop it down to 800. All right, see what he's doing here? Yes. 
Next verse. The master commended his, the dishonest manager. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The master came in, realized what he was doing, and he gave him credit? He commended him for doing it? He says, because you, 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 that's very, you are very shrewd. That's very smart. That tells me something. Because the master should have been bent out of shape before, but he wasn't because he was still getting that money. That guy was putting interest on people's stuff. Hmm. Think about it. People owed the master 800 or 1,000, and he, he's able to drop it down and the master not get mad. Right. Mm. That means that he was adding some interest on for himself. Amen. That's probably what the master heard. Yeah. Think uh -huh. about it, because you can go, if you're managing my money, and I'm like, you just told him he can only pay me 800? Right. See, the master was only expecting 800. Amen. Wow. The rest of it was this guy putting his interest in. Right. Well, because isn't that what they do when they loan us money? Yeah. So he's, he, he's put interest in, he's taking the interest out. Now he's doing something though. I'm sure when the guy said, he says, hey, I owe all this olive oil, he says, no you don't, just pay that. I'm sure he said the guy who says, I got all this wheat I owe, no you don't, just pay that. The guys went, thank you. Mm -hmm. So now he's made a friend. Yep. So the master comes in and he says, man, that was really smart. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own than the people of the light. Meaning we, the people of the world handle money better. Because hmm. they're thinking about stuff. They, they act more shrewd. They, they make their money work a little better for themselves. And, 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 and so he said, man, the master is going... You even making me look good because they didn't know that was your interest. So they, you did that actually. So now on my behalf, I look better. Right. Yes. Because you dropped the money. So now you look good because now you gained a friend. And now I look good because they're going to say I'm a great guy. They cut my interest. That's a great company you have. Everybody say amen. Amen. Jesus is going somewhere. Next verse. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal said, dwellings. Listen, Jesus gives an investment tip. He says, listen, use your wealth to gain friends for yourself. How are you going to do that? Don't go out and buy a bunch of Rolexes and give them away. That's not what he's talking about. <laughs> Don't go out and buy stuff for your friends and have big parties and try to gain. You know what they're going to do? They're going to eat up all your stuff, and they're going to go home, and they ain't going to think nothing about you. Right, right. He's right. not talking about that. He, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he says, when, so that when your stuff is gone, when worldly wealth can gain you friends, so that when the worldly wealth is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. He's saying, invest your money into kingdom-like activities. Mm -hmm. And then you will gain friends because, you know, Jesus is giving us a glimpse. He's giving us a glimpse of heaven. And he's saying, listen, if he just said, give your money into the kingdom because you're supposed to, we all know that. But he says, I'm trying to move your heart. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. I thought about this because my mind is nuts. And I think about crazy stuff. So think about this because I thought about this. <laughs> I couldn't say that again to save my life. <laughs> Jesus says, you know what's going to be in heaven? Friends. Hmm. 
are friends. He says, listen, they're going to welcome you into eternal dwellings. He, you know what? Because you know what? Family is still going to be family as long as we're here. But when we get to heaven, family are going to be more friends. I know some people think, oh, my husband's going to be my husband in heaven. No, he's not. Right, right. And some of you are going, good. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this sucker already. You know? <laughs> 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 I don't want my kids coming. I don't want Julia coming to my house drinking up all my stuff in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Julia. You know, I, you know I got your back, dude. But you do drink too much. Uh-uh. He said, listen, when, see, worldly and wealth is going to leave. Those that are older of us know this. Don't oh, older than us. Those that of us that are older, we realize something. Money is so up and down. Yes, it is. Man, it, it, it comes and it goes. It, it flows. It ebbs and flows. It's just a normal reaction. See, those of us that are old enough to realize that, we never panic when money gets a little. See, people who don't know that, they go, oh, my God. See, because our kids who have benefited from us maintaining, they don't get that. When their money, they, they start to panic. Oh, my money. But we go, that's just life. Mm -hmm. You never know how life is going to go. Right? And so it's, it's so it's so ebb and flow. So money is not putting your money totally into earthly things is not the smart move to make mm -hmm. because they're going to fail. All these systems are going to fail. Yes, they are. We saw the breakdown in systems in, 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 in 2020 when everybody went nuts. The systems began to collapse. They, they're saying that they want all cars to be electric within the next 15 years. What happens when the grid goes down? Right. See, right. It's so, it's, see it's, it's, we're so arrogant. American, not just America, the world. The world is so arrogant. And I'm going to tell you why it's going that way. Because he's setting us up for Armageddon. Yes, he is. Because when Armageddon comes, America is going to, not America, everywhere. The world is going to be at its most arrogant. And then that's when God is going to come and put it to his knees. Amen. That's that right. means we're going to be at a place where we go, there is no God. Because we function like this and we've developed that and we've made this. We're going down this projection, of, this, this trajectory of, of just so intelligent, so smart, so got it figured out. And that's what God wants us to do. So when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back as Savior. He already did that. Mm -hmm. He's coming back to put everyone on their knees. Yes, and then every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow. Yes, it will. So in order, in order to get his point across, he wants us at our strongest. He wants us at our, our most arrogant. Right, right. That's enough. I'll teach that one day. So here it is. Worldly wealth is going to fail you. So when it's gone, you need to be welcomed into eternal dwellings, meaning, man, there's going to be friends in heaven mm -hmm. that will welcome you. Hallelujah. Thank somebody. you, Jesus. And you don't even know that your money has helped many people. That some people you don't even know. Mm -hmm. But you'll still be welcome because God will reveal that you helped them. Yes. Auntie, come on. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. 
and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So God is saying, okay, guys, I'm testing you out now. So here it is. I've given you some money. I'm giving you, and I've told you how to manage my money. And I know it's just a little. Get the mentality of this. I'm going to manage whatever I have well. Mm-hmm. And then once he, you prove that, he'll give you more. But if you're taking the little and you're not managing it well, you're going to always have just enough because God has promised to supply all your needs. Mm -hmm. So some of us go, I just can't get ahead. Well, (laughs) something's off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what what I believe is off, and I proved this in my own life, is that if you can't be trusted with this much, he ain't going to give you that much. Right, right. Remember, uh, Jesus is putting us a story, a place of the story in our minds that um, this is not your money. Stop acting like it's your money. Mm-hmm. And then David reminded us that it all comes from you anyway. See, see, he set, David was setting us up for Jesus to hit it out the park and go, stop acting as if this money is yours. Mm-hmm. I need you to be in a a steward, a manager of this money that God has put into your hand. And God says, just invest a little bit, live off the rest. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can't trust you with 30 grand, I'm not giving you 60 grand. Right. Quiet, I know. <laughs> we'll make sure this 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 disc get out. Or how do we do it? Not email, whatever. Huh? We're so high tech. And, and he says, listen, I'm not going to give you more if you can't handle what I'm giving you. So why didn't I get the raise? Why didn't I get the new job? Why didn't that thing fall down? How come I didn't get the promotion? I don't know. I got an idea, but I won't say. <laughs> so if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? So if you're not trustworthy with just this money stuff, so, so God is saying, Kenan, okay, listen, you guys don't have a ton of money, but you got a little bit, so what are you going to do with it? Well, God, um, I got this building just standing here. When somebody say, well, why don't you rent it out and let another church? No, I don't want to do that because it's just going to shoot bills up. I don't wanna... And this is our home, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't want nobody's butt in your seat, do you? <laughs> Farting and stuff? I can't say that. I'm like, oh, we don't want to do that. I'm, I'm like, but here's the thing, though, God. We do have equity. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to take us from 5% to maybe 3 And then we can pay off the people that we bought this from. And then we'll look better because we paid them off. And then we can set this up with the bank where we're, we'll be paying pretty much the same amount. But it'll be going more to the principal. And then I can take a little piece of that, stick it in our, in our system, invest a little percentage of that so the, co- the church can make money. And then now we got a little blanket. Mm-hmm. Wise. So now when, if we have an ebb and flow, it, it doesn't really matter. I think Sam told me it took like $86,000 to run this place last year. 
Think about how many people we have. That's how much it took to run this place. Hmm. About 86, something like that. I don't know all of them, but me and Sam had to do some work this week because we had to get ready. And I'm like, wow, is that much? So what did we take in? We took in more than that. But I'm going to tell you, it was tight. So I went, whoa, hold on. I need it to be like this. Mm-hmm. So, so, because we don't know what the future holds. Everybody say amen. 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 But one thing I will say, I'm going to put this place, Lord, we got to put this place in the best possible situation we can. And then, two, make sure that these people who give faithfully, make sure that their, their money is being invested and taken care of. And then, two, it's like, man, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with investments. I can take a little chunk and then invest it, and then we got something coming from God. He said the people of this world, they handle their money better than the people of light. Because you know what we do? When people of light get a bunch of money, we want to go get a bigger place, and we want a bigger screen. And mm-hmm. So we do. That's what we do. And we want newer carpet, and we want put it on the fancy lights. We want to. We want to. We want to add to the show. Mm-hmm. I got a close friend, and I love him to death. But I just—he he had an okay screen. The screen was really nice. I, we got TVs. He had a screen, and he went out and got a bigger screen. And I'm thinking, why'd you get a bigger screen? That looks nice, though. <laughs> See, that's he's saying. The people, when 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 people give it to institutions of of of. of of godly things, we tend to take that money, we don't use it right. He says the people of the world, they use it better. He's saying. Jesus said it. I didn't say it. Don't be mad mm-hmm. at it. Ajay, how many more we got? Come on. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? He says, so if you're not trustworthy with somebody else's money, if you're not trustworthy with somebody else's property, then you're not going to get anything. You see, Jesus is saying that if we, we know who we can trust. Because we're, 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 we're godly. We, we, God has a record of who he can trust. And, and, and he's not going to increase you if he can't trust you. I'm just going to be honest. Amen. Remember I told you I was staring at the TV and I wanted the TV so bad. And then God said, you know, you get that money away. <laughs> I don't want to get that money away. No, I need you to get that away. That's what you get for looking at it. <laughs> so that means if you can afford it and you don't need it, you need to get that. You need to invest that money into something heavenly. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. And it's like, man, you don't need that. You know you don't need that. You give that money away. I don't want to go. Okay, I won't look. I won't look. <laughs> percentage, live off the rest. 
and we can't, you can't do it. Because it's all your money when David told us it's not you. Yeah. And the Bible says that I know you think you get all this wealth on your own. And God is saying, listen, you guys need an enema. <laughs> I need to clean you out because in order for you to survive, you will need for me to provide. Mm -hmm. But I can't provide if you don't get these things right. Right. This is not a give a, a speech. I'm trying to get money. No, I'm trying to make sure you get provided for. Mm -hmm. You guys know me better now. I, I, I told one pastor friend of mine, I can talk about money freely in our place. He goes, I can't. Every time I talk about it, people get upset. Yeah. I'm like, because you haven't taught them right, son. Your church is way bigger than mine. And, and, and I know your expenses are way bigger than mine, but I'm saying you got way more people than we do. So it's like, dude, you didn't teach them. Mm -hmm. You just threw money at them. You just threw the Malachi at them. That's what you did. Mm -hmm. So it says, listen, if you ain't trustworthy, screw it. You're not going to get anything. Next verse. I say stuff I shouldn't say. Come on. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. See, because you can't serve both God and money. Is it, see, that means, oh, that means that money is a God. It can be. And so God has said, man, Jesus is going, that God fights up against our God so close, I got to talk about it. I got to tell you, you guys got to hate it. And that, that's a metaphor. Like Jesus says, hate your mother and father. He doesn't literally mean hate your mother and father. He means to make sure that your love for God is so strong that it's almost like you do hate them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said that money is such a, such a draw, you can't serve them both because we do. We do, we do, we do. A lot of people who don't make it to church, they're going to make it to work tomorrow. That's why they didn't come to church. Mm-hmm. See, because they're going to serve that master. I'm not putting anybody down. It's just the truth anyway. And so it's like, man, you can't serve them both. You, he said there's, there's a God that is just comparable to the Almighty, and it's called money. Hmm. He says, so listen, you have to hate the one, meaning love God so much that it's, and be, money becomes so insignificant that it's almost like you hate it. You don't literally hate it because you need it to survive. But it's like, man, you love God so much that money just doesn't really get thought about. So when God said, I need you to write a $200 check, you just write it. Because your love for him is way more than that. And then when you're investing, you're investing into people. Mm-hmm. 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 What do you mean? Well, because the people got to have somewhere to come. The people got to have somewhere to hear the word. The people have to have somewhere to fellowship. Oh, know what that guy was saying, the steward? He was saying, I, instead of getting short-term money, because he could have said, I need all that money right now, pay me, because I got to be able to survive for the next couple of months. No, he goes, I want a long-term relationship with you. Hmm. So when I get lose my job, you'll say, you lost your job? We'll take care of you. Come on in, I'll give you a job. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you looked out for me when you dropped my interest rate. Yes. 
That's why the master says, man, that is so smart. Now you got it set up. When I fire you, he's probably going to hire you. Mm-hmm. See, he's saying relationships are more important than money. Why? Because you're going to have friends in heaven. Mm-hmm. Put your, put, invest your money into people. Not just trying to make your bank account fatter. Mm-hmm. Anybody say, man? Amen. Auntie, right, come on. Where are we at? Uh, where you want me to go? Is that it? Oh, here we go. Come on. The Pharisees who love money heard all this the, and were sneering at Jesus. The people who love money and heard all this, they were sneering at Jesus. They were mocking him, making fun of him. They were talking behind his back. It's like, man, the Pharisees who love money. You no, know, these are Pharisaical biblical leaders who taught the Pentateuch in the synagogues all the time. Deep down in their hearts, they love money. So Jesus was going, I'm talking to my disciples, but I know you're listening. Amen. You're listening. And you know what? Whenever you get upset when someone talks about money, that's you. Hmm. Amen. I don't care what anybody talks about money. Amen. And, and I'm going to tell you a secret. Where this thing is silent, that's where the people are going to struggle. Yeah. If you don't talk about sin, you're going to struggle. If you don't talk about lying, you're going to struggle. If you don't talk about backbiting, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about money, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah now. Hallelujah. You don't talk about religion, you're going to struggle. So here it is. I, don't, I never get offended when someone talks about money because I understand how money works. And I understand what God wants me to do with it. So mm-hmm. talk about it. I don't care. You're mm-hmm. not stepping on my shoes. If you get upset, that's you. Right. Always oh, talking about money. Church is always, I ain't talking about, I ain't told you to buy it. I didn't ask for no pen number. <laughs> we didn't get you no application with your social security number on it. <laughs> so we don't. We can talk about money here, can't we? Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to get you ready for God to provide for you. Because I'm telling you, don't trust your job too much. Right. And we know we can't trust the government. Mm-hmm. So what? you going to trust in? Because life is so fragile. I think, man, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking, I'm like older than my brother and my brother's down and I'm still functioning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Lord, every day is a glory to God that you wake up. Every single yes, day. Yes, it is. Yes. That you wake up and you can put your own shoes on. Yes, yes. It's glory to God. I'm telling you, every day that you walk into that job that you know you can't stand, it's still glory to God. Amen. Because you walked in there. Yeah. So I'm thinking, man, my brother ain't walking nowhere. And I'm here I am, I'm still functioning. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, Lord, it's so fragile. Life is yeah. life is hanging on a thread every day. Yes, it is. Every day we hear about someone who's dying or someone who's about to die. And and so every day I look over, I see Mary and I give God glory. Every day. Every yes, day, I think my uncle sitting there, he's up here playing, I give God glory. Yes. Every day, my auntie's on that microphone, because I got another auntie that's fighting cancer tooth and nail. Yes, yes. Talking to my spiritual father a couple of days ago, he's down in Florida with my spiritual mother. Cancer is all through her body, all through it. They, they're saying, whatever you want to do, do it. She's not going to survive. Mm. 
Because Joe, she's like, forget it, I want to go to Florida. <laughs> so they're doing everything that they want. He's like, whatever she want to do, we're going to do it. Yes. Because life is so fragile. Yeah. So on your worst day, you wake up, the weather's bad, and you know you can't, oh, I'm running late, I don't want to go here. Oh, these people get on my nerves. I get it, I understand it totally. But we still give God glory. That's right. And if we could just be trusted with that, we'll give you something better. Amen. I think we almost that it or not? I'm not sure. One more. Let's go. He said to them, "You, you are the ones." You don't know what we're doing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he said to them, "What?" Auntie? You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. See, you are the people. See, Jesus is hearing them talking about. He said, "You're the ones that you make yourself look good to everybody else. You have the appearance of the form of godliness. You you look the part, but you're not the part." Everybody say, "Amen." Amen. See, because God knows your heart. And what people value highly, God can't stand it because you can't serve them both. He said, I know you love money so much. You, you guys are such into money. But see, outwardly, you wear the right clothes. You say the right words. But thankfully, God looks at one's heart. Yes, he does. And yes, when he, he looks does. into your heart, he sees junk. He sees that other God is you're more dependent on that other God. And your actions are saying it also. When people always preach Malachi, will a man rob God? He was talking to the priests. The priests were robbing God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We taken it and made it the people were. No, the people were bringing their offerings. The priests was just taking the good stuff for themselves uh -huh. and giving God the junk. Mm -hmm. And we made it doctrine. Mm -hmm. The priests were robbing God. So when we don't do what we're supposed to do with our money, we're just bad stewards. But I will say this. Isn't it almost like we're robbing God? Yeah. Amen. Who goes here. This is what I want you to do. I'm going to give you $70,000 a year. You invest a piece of it, live off the rest. Mm -hmm. Every time you get some money, invest a piece of it, live off the rest. Jesus comes and says, listen, when you invest, you're building up friendships in heaven. Yeah. You are doing more for the kingdom than you know. People want to see, they see you come to heaven, they're going to go, there she is. There he is. They're going to see, so now this manager is set up that he's now invited into the people's home whose interest he dropped. Yeah. You see? It's not your money. Kids got it figured out because kids just go, you don't have no money. We don't need none. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Julia go through the same joke every time we pull up to the drive-thru. You got some money? No. <laughs> <laughs> you do. How do you know? <laughs> And you don't care what I got to do to get this money. <laughs> he just knows that his father has it. Mm -hmm. And we can just be childlike. It's like, you got any money? No. 
So why, why aren't you so scared of life? Because of you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking, I'm scared. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm scared, I'm scared. You know, he, he's thinking, no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> We, we met with his teacher, and they were saying that Julie is doing really great, but his math, we, we want to help him with his math, good. And she goes, and, and Mr. Meredith, Julian, we got to work with him counting money. I'm like, Julian, don't, all he sees is a plastic card. I don't carry no money. <laughs> Where we go somewhere, I just have it, Julian goes, that car is worth something. <laughs> we don't see no money, this, this, this ain't the 70s. <laughs> Kids ain't even got to count money now. They really don't. How many times you at the drive-thru saw the person in front of you hand them money? I saw somebody, I was getting the coffee. I'm like, did he give him some money? Do we still use money? <laughs> I guarantee you all these little kids at the register, they can't count any money. You give them a $20 and the bill was $17.90, they were like, oh my God. What's... <laughs> <laughs> they got to have a thing to do it for you. Put, it, put in seventeen, and then the change just drop out. <laughs> they don't know. I mean, so it's like, man, I'm like, he don't see no money. And I'm thinking, wow, he don't see any money. And I had to explain to him, dude, this money comes out of my account in the bank. If no money goes in, this thing don't work. Amen. Right, right, right. Amen. But here's the thing, dude. It's not my money. Amen. Not my money. This isn't our money. Amen. I'm done. This isn't our house. Amen. Amen. That's really not my truck. Amen. The, the ruler says, take this, manage it. This isn't my church. I hate when people say your church. This ain't my church. It's our church. And my thing is, man, okay, but we're responsible. So, man, manage my church. Yes, yes. Come on. So, so, I'm trying to get you ready. For what? God to provide for you. God to increase you, even though everything around you might not be increased. In some kind of way, you will. I looked at my money. My account was going over my stuff, getting ready for my taxes. She's like, man, kid, your money has went up the last few years. I'm like, yeah, so can you get the government to stop taking with them? And I'm thinking, really, nothing's changed. I mean, I just, yeah, I got a couple of more opportunities. And, I mean, the church runs kind of normal. I mean, but we didn't, it's not like we got a 1,000 people. And, and it's like, man, I got some things that just opened up. And that, you know, brings me some gain. And, but, but she's like, man, it's just increased. And I'm thinking, even though, even in 2020, yeah, your money went, because I don't know how much money I have, to be honest. And, 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 and I'm thinking, man, isn't that when everything went crazy? How did my money go up? Now, I'm not rich, so if ever you want to write me a check, please do. But what I'm saying is, man, whenever you, if you're going to invest, yes, invest in worldly things. Be smart about it. But make sure you're investing in the kingdom things. And, 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 and Jesus goes, you know why? Because you'll be building relationships that, when you get, that will last. And when this manager now comes to these people, they can graciously uh, 
welcome him in. Don't you think heaven's going to graciously welcome you in because what you did for the kingdom? You go, wait a minute, I never preached or I never, no, but, but you're, exactly. So because you don't do any of that stuff, but where your treasure is and your heart, they, they go in the same place. And, and you're saying, God, my treasure belongs where my heart goes and my heart is into the kingdom. So God is keeping record of all of that. And he's going, nope, 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 yes. He's watching your investments in Jesus. <laughs> Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you and praise you, Lord, for these people. And I thank you and praise you for your ability to take care of us. Thank you for the wisdom and the opportunities that you've given us. And, Lord, I thank you for keeping us on our feet, God. Thank you for watching over our children and all that. And, Lord, we have so many people out right now, but... Lord, you're still watching over them. We ask and pray you keep them. Now, here's my prayer, God, that you stay in everybody's face. I'm still praying. I was thinking in the back, man, Lord, I'm so glad you stay in my face all the time. See, because there's times in life where I forget about God. I'm, I get kind of busy. I, I don't focus enough. I look back at life over the years, and I go, man, at that period of time, walking with God, too much going on. My mind was caught up and drifting, and I was doing other stuff but God never took his mind off of me and he kept in my face long enough for me to snap out of it and come back to him the way I should if you walk with the Lord more than 10 years you need to give him glory forget that if you walk with the Lord more than five years you never give him glory because most people don't last because the world it's kind of parable and he says sometimes Satan will come and steal it. Sometimes the world will come and steal it. And I'm thinking, man, if you've been walking with the Lord for a significant length of time, give him glory because, man, some kind of way he stays on your heart, he stays in your mind because there's so much draw out there now that will pull you away from him. But yet and still, he stayed in your face enough. He's convinced you that he's watched over you that much. And you stay with him. And even at your lowest point, Never think about leaving them. So, Lord, I thank you and praise you for our longevity together. I pray that for all of them. And the reason why I really believe I got this longevity is because you've given me glimpses of who you are. I pray you give them glimpses of who you are, God. That's why when you get a glimpse of God, that's why when he says, who shall I send? I'm like, okay, send me. See, because I've seen you a little bit. I've, I've got a glimpse, of your, a glimpse of your glory, a piece of your majesty. I've, I've, I, got a, I got a little piece broke off and you, you opened up yourself a little bit more. And I go, wow, I thought you were great, but you're way more, you're way more greater than great. I don't even know the word to use. And so it makes me go, Lord, whatever you say, I'm, I surrender my life to you. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, give them a glimpse, God, of who you are. And, Lord, they will serve you forever until Jesus comes back anyway. So, Lord, whether the grave gets us or Jesus comes, Lord, I pray that these people will continue to serve you. I pray for all of our members that are, are away right now. Watch over them, God. I pray you get us all back on our feet. Keep us going. Lord, I pray for our children, Lord. Continue to protect them. 
So, Lord, we give you glory and praise for all that you do for us. And we thank you and praise you for the provision you have for us. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.